all you out there in TV land. I'm Alyssa, and this is When TV Was Great Podcast, where I recap shows from I Love Lucy to Breaking Bad and everything in between. Come join me and reminisce about When TV Was Great. Hi, everybody. Welcome to When TV Was Great. I'm your host, Alyssa. Thanks for joining me. Today, I have a special guest, Stefan Heichel. I met, I met him on the Meredith Children podcast fan page. We both did uh, Meredith Children podcasts. I think uh, you did a little few more than I did, but I, I did three. And I think you did like four or five, something like that. Yeah. Hi, uh, I'm Stefan. Uh, I'm just want to say I'm really excited to do uh, this episode today. I've been uh, really looking forward to it. I'm happy to be here. Stefan and I have a lot in common. We like a lot of the same shows and uh, especially Golden Girls. Uh, the Nanny, uh, what was the other one, Full House, a whole bunch mm-hmm. of different 80s shows. Um, now, this is my first Nanny episode I've, I'm, I've, I've done. Um, How did you, and of course, Married with Children. Oh, yes, Married with Children, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, now, let's go ahead and talk about, uh, well, well, let me, tell, so we're going to be doing season one, episode 22, called I Don't Remember Mama. It aired on May 16th, 1994, way back in the day. <laughs> um, before we get started, um, tell me your experience about The Nanny. Like, how did you get into it? I'm really curious. Well, I got into it uh, th- through my mother. She uh, loved it, like, right from the start. Uh, I remember watching much of it in its first run. Uh, she, it had kind of a, a connection to her because she is uh, born and raised in uh, Queens. Oh, cool. Not not quite Flushing, which, um, shout out to Luigi from Married with Children podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's where he's from, <laughs> Flushing, Queens. Yep. Uh <laughs> And uh, she was from, uh, I want to say, I want to say a uh, middle village. Okay. Uh, I, I might be wrong about that. My mom will probably scream like you're wrong. About <laughs> oh, well, sorry in advance. Um, yeah. So, you know, she, uh, you know, grew up with, uh, I don't think her neighborhood was too predominantly Jewish. It was very predominantly Italian. And she was, she and her family are uh, German. She's the daughter of immigrants. So hundred percent German, you know, so She's very was very tall in an area where there were a lot of shorter people, you know, so <laughs> that was uh, fun from uh, from what she's told me. Uh, yeah, you know, and so she, you know, she even though not being Jewish, she used a lot of uh, uh, Jewish slang, you know, like mm-hmm. that you hear a lot of on the nanny, yep. like kibbutz, yutz, verklempt. You know, there's a ton. <laughs> there's a lot. They and so I was very familiar with this show, and I just immediately fell in love with it, Fran. Uh, I feel like I've always felt like it's really underrated and underappreciated. I mean, like in the, I mean, I know it's well-received, but it just doesn't have the following of say the golden girls. Right. And I think it's just as funny most of the time. I agree. Uh, And it may be, it may be, it's, it's aged about the same as the golden girls. And uh, you know, Fran was just such, just a confident woman. And I would say, my first uh, gay icon <laughs> as a gay man. Yep. I would say Fran Drescher was my first gay icon, you know, unapologetically herself and just always just such a, such a positive person and Fran Drescher in real life. If you know about like her bio and some of the things she's been through. I sure do. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, I mean, they say comedy is tragedy plus time. If you guys are curious, you can read her book. It's called, uh, well, I read cancer schmancer. Did she have two, two books? Uh, I'm not sure. I know. All I know is cancer, man. That's the one I've read. And that talks about her attack. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, so I have a little different story. I did not get into the nanny till I was in my adult years. <laughs> I never watched it as a kid. I just, I never really watched CBS shows. I don't know. I just didn't really, I wasn't really into them. So um, I started watching it when they played it on, was it Nickelodeon or Lifetime? Uh, it was both. It was on Nick at Night and okay. uh, Lifetime. Nick at Night. And I just remember thinking, this is a lot like I Love Lucy. I really think that Fran right. and Val are Lucy and Ethel. Absolutely. I, and I love Lucy's my absolute all-time favorite show. So I see a whole bunch of similarities with the nanny and Lucy. And do you ever get razzed for like liking Fran because of her voice? Oh, oh yeah. All yeah. Time, as right? a kid. Absolutely. And everyone's and people, people like back in the day just seem to find her so repulsive She's because gorgeous, of that voice. First of all, she she is a dead ringer to Shania Twain. <laughs> I will say, I will say that I think she is. Yeah, she is. My, my an old friend of mine that was a huge Shania Twain fan uh-huh. uh, agreed with me with that. Really? Yeah. I I think she's gorgeous, and her voice does not bother me. It just no, it, you know. And I, I all my friends are like, "Why do you like that show?" Yeah, was like, <laughs> I'm done doing her voice right now. But why do you like that show? Her voice is so annoying. I said, but it's funny. It's hysterical. Look past the voice, you know. Even because of the voice, it's funny. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So that's kind of how I got into it, and um, really got into it. Like I was watching them on YouTube every day. Like I was, I I pretty much watched the whole series. They had them all on YouTube at one point. I don't know if they still do. I I remember that. Yep, they did. (laughs) They probably got taken off by now. Uh, Copyright (laughs) strikes. And I loved her. um, I love the the sexual tension between her and Maxwell. Oh yeah, of course, you know, and the tension between CC and Niles. And I love mm-hmm. all the, uh, you know, if we were talking about yesterday, all the insults, <laughs> the insults yeah. between CC and Niles is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like, you know, how you say you saw it on YouTube because, uh, until this show was on HBO max, it was pretty much unavailable. Exactly. It was, I think, I think like Tubi and Pluto had, two season increments that they would rotate. Yep. It was also on the Roku channel when I first got my Roku and I was so excited oh. for it. In fact, I think that's why I got a Roku. <laughs> mm. And then for that birthday, that same year, I asked for the nanny complete series because you couldn't watch it anywhere. Right. And now it's like, Oh, it's all over, you know, now it's on HBO max and it's, I don't think it's edited. It's pretty much all intact just from what I can see. Yeah, I believe so. Okay, so I'm going to just go ahead and do what I usually do on my podcast. I'm going to talk about the songs and the movies from that week of uh, May 16th, 1994. So the song, and this is when I was in, uh, you're a little younger than me, but this is when I was in, I was a freshman, (laughs) freshman in high school. Uh, So number one, I swear all for one. I remember that song. You're, uh, I, I believe, uh, Alyssa, you're, yeah, you're the same age as my boyfriend. You graduated 97. 97, right? yeah, yeah. Yep, same <laughs> as him. Does he watch the nanny? Uh, he, uh, he saw like the first run, I think, up until the last two seasons before he went to college. He has been curious to start watching again, so probably will, we'll start watching that soon. Awesome. So he'll probably remember all these songs. (laughs) I swear Mm -hmm. number one by all for one. Number two, the sign ace of bass. Oh, you're, you're telling, you're thinking like, I'm too young to remember this stuff. (laughs) My sister and I loved ace. The the sign was the first album she ever bought when she was like nine. And now you're 36, right? Uh, I'll be 35 in a month. Oh, 
oh, you're okay. My, my husband's 36. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he doesn't, that's why I always think like, no, nobody's going to remember these songs, but that's cool that you do, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and I'll, I, I might not remember it. I swear like right when it was out, but of, of course I know that song. And yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, Ace Ace of Base. So yeah, oh, they yeah. were, they were, they were probably the one of the first musical acts that I really got into. Them, TLC, yeah. and of course Michael Jackson. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number three, I'll remember uh, Madonna, lover. Number four, the most beautiful, most beautiful girl in the world, Prince, and he's from your state, right? You're from Minnesota, right? Yeah, and. I'm not a big Prince fan, Same which you here. don't say too loudly. Right? I'm not either. Okay, number five, Bump and Grind, R. Kelly. <laughs> mm -hmm. number, Good variety. Yeah. Number six, Baby, I Love Your Way from Reality Bites, Big Mountain. I remember that song. Mm -hmm. Number seven, Return to Innocence, Enigma. Oh, I, I <laughs> love that song. Yep. Number eight, mm, 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 Crash Test Dummies. <laughs> That song was so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> number nine, I'm ready, Tevin Campbell. And number 10, You Mean the World to Me, Tony Braxton. Wow. Haven't heard that name in a while. Okay. Yeah. So are you ready for the movies of May 1994? These are yes. big ones. Mm -hmm. The number one movie in May was The Flintstones. <laughs> and I, I am not ashamed to admit that I really like that movie. And I do not understand the uh, the negative reception that it got. I saw it once in theaters, and that was it. I don't I don't remember ever. Where can you even watch that? Is it on Netflix? It's a Universal movie, so probably Peacock. Peacock, yeah. If I, I would I would assume uh, I, I I we had it on VHS as kids, and I watched them. In fact, uh, Alyssa, do you remember? when McDonald's had the Flintstones mugs. You mean like the, the glass cups or the mugs? There were the, mugs. Gla the glass, the glass uh, souvenir mugs. Yes. I think I do. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we used to have, I think one or two and then they broke or got lost. And one year, my sister for my birthday, she found all four of them. Where'd she find them? I think it was either at Goodwill or on eBay or something wow. like that. Yep, and I have them. They're all, uh, yep, they're displayed. I'm looking at them right now. <laughs> I thought, the, I, I remember from that movie, I remember the casting choice was pretty cool. It was John Goodman as Fred, mm -hmm. and it was Rick Moranis as uh, Barney. Mm -hmm. I don't, oh, Rosie O'Donnell. And people complained, like, th that, that was considered a miscast no. because she wasn't thin. No, it was. But she, it was she nailed the character laugh, I thought. yeah. I'm going to have yeah. to watch that again. I'm going to have to put that on my list. <laughs> the The main complaint also was that uh, the themes that it covered, like, you know, corporate embezzlement were not appropriate for a family film, quote unquote. I'm like, did you even watch the Flintstones, <laughs> the original show? It had a lot of adult yes, content. It did. Yeah. It's really? like, okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I, I, I love it. That, that movie and Hook are the 90s movies I will go to bat for any day that did not get a good reception. I, I like them both. Hook was good. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen that one multiple times. It's, it's not. And I, I will say they're not perfect movies, but they're definitely better than the reception they got. Yeah. Over or uh, underrated is the right word. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, they kind of, especially Hook has uh, since gotten a better uh, critical reappraisal. Because Robin Williams. 
probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Robin Williams. Oh, miss him yeah. every day. Every day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, number two, Maverick. Remember that movie with Mel Gibson? <laughs> I've never seen that. I think it was a, a movie version of the TV show from the. Yes. The, yeah. Uh, number three, The Crow. <laughs> I remember that movie. <laughs> Didn't see it till I was an adult, but my cousin had a full the full poster on her wall. Yeah, everybody loved yeah. that movie. All the gothic kids loved that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was uh, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, and they're they're remaking it supposedly. Oh gosh, <laughs> I never saw the first one. Uh, number four is one of one of not my favorite movies, but I do like this movie. When a man loves a woman, do you remember that one? Yes, and I've also never seen that. Oh, it's really good. It seemed like it would be too depressing it, for me. It is, but it, it it turns out okay in the end. Right. It takes a little while to get there, but it turns out okay. That was uh, Meg Ryan, Meg right? Ryan and Andy Garcia. Yeah. He's so hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number five, four weddings and a funeral. <laughs> or as Al Bundy says, five of the same thing. <laughs> True. <laughs> Number six is Beverly Hills Cop 3. Uh, number seven with honors. Number eight, no escape. Number nine, Crooklyn. Number ten, three ninjas kick back. <laughs> I don't know any of those movies. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get started. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, opening scene: Fran is on the phone with her mom, telling her they can't go to Scissor because she took half of the Zappa home in her purse. <laughs> I love the the conversations when Sylvia's not even oh there. You God. just you can picture it. You remember Sizzler? I I've heard of it, but I I never we never had any in Minnesota. Really? Nope. Okay. Nope. Uh, we had the closest thing was probably Ponderosa and Bonanza. All I remember about those places they had the they had the best mac and cheese <laughs> ever. It was like the shells. It was. The closest thing today is the Hy-Vee mac and cheese. I don't know if you have Hy-Vee in California. Mm -mm. Okay. Um, If you ever come to like the Midwest, Mm -hmm. go there. And they have in their deli, they have a mac and cheese that is so similar. I tried it like three years ago and I was just like transported back to my childhood. I'm like, oh my (laughs) God. I never thought it would taste this again ever. It's amazing. Well, my my brother and I used to like to go to Sizzler because they had soft serve ice cream. And that was a big thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. we had the the big the other big buffet chain we had here was Old Country Buffet. Oh, okay. Which uh is which was bankrupt before the pandemic, but is now totally done. Aww. Thanks to the pandemic. And yeah, they had that um the make your own Sunday bar where it was like uh you would kids would just load everything on it, it looked like nuclear waste. <laughs> yep. <laughs> by the end. I had a really funny experience where the strawberry syrup. Thing, squirter was not working uh-huh. and I slammed down it on it so hard it squirted onto my shirt I looked like a slasher movie <laughs> <laughs> I was probably like seven or eight yeah. oh, nobody, nobody freaked out and fainted thankfully <laughs> <laughs> yeah Sizzler I, we had one here in my town and I think it closed down because probably because it's a salad bar a lot of the salad bars closed down because of COVID yeah. yeah no the the the, uh, the buffet buffet is yeah really dwindled you know thanks to COVID, and they're they're not gonna i mean i know there's a golden corral not too far from me that's still open yeah i have one here um, too but yeah there's just there's you know like the how they were the pull in vegas for a long time they're yep. just not not anymore i know sad <laughs> yeah um so fran is um she's converting all her home movies to tape for her mother's day present 
And uh, that's, it's really funny that, that that's going on. Cause my mom is doing the exact same thing with Argo movies. So I was very, that was pretty cool. Um, I guess back. Yeah. Back then, I guess uh, she was converting them to a VHS tape. <laughs> yep. And now we're doing it the other way. Now we're doing it to DVD <laughs> or even, I think they're putting it on a flash drive for her. Or like the cloud or yeah. Oh yeah. That um, too. Yeah. Yeah. Which my parents are been mean to do that they're going to start to do it um soon no you gotta you gotta do uh, it because those those uh eight millimeter like we i have eight millimeter uh uh reels from my my you know when i was a baby and those things don't last forever you know you gotta you gotta convert those over no <laughs> yeah um i mean my parents my parents still have a working vhs player it was only it was left by the previous owners of their house they live in now oh okay Yep. Uh, then I have a clip here. You know, I hate to bring this up, but what do they do for Mother's Day around here? We don't mention it. Well, if you want my opinion, I said if you want my opinion. <laughs> Desperate. Hey. I don't think it's normal. I mean, they all act as if Sarah never existed. You know, in my house, if we didn't talk about the dead, we'd have nothing to talk about. <laughs> but food great thing about funerals you get both <laughs> well mr Sheffield likes to keep the children busy so they don't get depressed every year he comes up with a new diversion uh-huh well you know when i used to be down in the dumps my mom used to buy me a new pez dispenser oh that's nice i don't think it's right either that Maxwell doesn't that he tries to they don't talk about it do you no i mean you know eventually at the end of the episode you know it all turns out well but Mm-hmm. I just, these kids are, they're so sheltered from everything, you know, they yeah. really are. Maxwell comes in and tells them that they joined a country club. And uh, my, my little comment here is I'm surprised they weren't already in one. Like they're rich. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Why aren't they in a country club? I bet CC is. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I put all the outfits are so nineties. Oh my gosh. They sure. Are. Oh yeah. Oh, Oh, absolutely. All and the, the hair. The frilly dresses and the hair and man. Okay. So then uh, we go to the intro. We're at the country club. And did you recognize who played the country club lady? I did not. You did it? She was Mar- Miriam Flynn and she played uh, Cousin Catherine in all the National Lampoon movies. That's right. Yeah, she did look familiar. Yep, yeah, I, the uh, I, I had to uh, IMDb her because I was like, I know her from somewhere. <laughs> She's also a whole bunch of cartoon voices. She was in a whole bunch of things in the eighties and the nineties. Yeah, we uh, we still watch uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. We try to watch it every Festivus, but you know, with everyone scattered now, we <laughs> don't. I love we it. Don't watch it as much. <laughs> Um, so then she tells them that there's a mother daughter fashion show on mother's day and Maxwell doesn't want Gracie to be part of it. And, you know, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I, I don't either. And, and, and you know what? He also talks about in the, the next clip I have, he talks about how they're going to go here and here and here on mother's day. They don't have time to do a fashion show, you know? And uh, it's funny because he mentions like all, uh, okay. I went to New York uh, in 2012 and I absolutely loved it. And he's, he's like mentioning all of the landmarks, Statue of Liberty, FAO Schwartz. I mean, I have it in the clip. It's like, um, it's like they're tourists in their own city. Exactly. It's like, they probably do that like on a monthly basis, you know? Right. But, um, and then, and then she says something like, why don't you chloroform them till Monday? (laughs) (laughs) So true. 
I know. He's just he's just trying to like just block it completely out. Daddy, can we be in the pageant? Uh, well, uh, no, sweetheart. We we already have plans for Sunday. We do. Yes, we have the uh, Guggenheim, the Radio City Music Hall, Empire State Building, Circle Line Tour. That's all. Then lunch. Then a zoo, then uh, Statue of Liberty, FAO Schwarz. Why don't you just chloroform until Monday? Well, while you two work it out, I'll introduce Grace to some of the other children. Okay, but I'm warning you, I'm a loner. What's your problem? Miss Fine, the last thing Grace needs on Mother's Day is to be reminded of her mother. What, you think I'm wrong? I'm not saying no. So, you're agreeing with me? I won't say no. I can't understand a bloody word you're saying. All I'm saying is that Grace is a little girl who wants to be in a beauty pageant and get all dolled up. Now, if it doesn't bother her, why should it bother you? I just don't want to see Grace get hurt, that's all. Well, there aren't a lot of pageant-related injuries. <laughs> except for that time Ellen Nagdeman spiked me with her six-inch heels. <laughs> but I got even. I switched her hairspray for Pam. <laughs> she won anyway, but she couldn't keep that crown on her head for nothing. How long are we, are we to assume that Sarah... Uh, Sarah, Sarah's their mother, by the way. Um, for for the for listeners, um, uh, how long are we to assume that she had been dead by this point? It, it must have been close to five years. Okay, so Gracie's like what seven? Se- uh, seven. Okay. Yeah. And she was like two years old in the video at the very end. It looks looks about two years old. Yeah, two two maybe three. I would say that that Sarah died probably right after that video. Yeah, and and they never said. Did they ever say in the show how she died? No. Was it implied it was a disease? I, I don't know. No, uh, I was going to look this up. On, on Wikipedia, it said something about an, the accident. So oh. I'm guessing a car accident, but they never really confirm anything. I've, I, I was not aware. I assumed it was like a disease of some kind. I thought so too. Yeah. I thought so too, but I, um, I, I guess it's just the verdict's still out. I guess they don't, we don't really know. Right. Um, she took the lady's hairspray and changed that with Pam. <laughs> I think I, I have, have that. Clip. Yeah, that the, so pa- the Pam and Maxwell thought it was spam. <laughs> that, that that just epitomizes like the whole class, you know, disparity between oh, him yeah. and Fran. Yeah, definitely. Um, I thought that was pretty funny, though. She's like, she couldn't keep that crown on her to save her life. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, then um, Fran and Gracie are practicing their magic act. I could not, I could not remember what this is called. I just put cutting Fran in half. Is there a name for this trick? Just sawing a person in sawing half. Sawing a I person guess. in half. Okay. Yeah. This 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 used to this trick used to scare the shit out uh, of me. You know, I, I mentally. Oh my god! Like, oh my god! How oh. how this even works? I don't get it. Like, is she basically just like sitting like Indian style? Yeah, supposedly there's like a second person in the other chamber. Right. Yeah. It's so weird. It really looks real. <laughs> no, it does. It's, it's, yeah. It would... See why it scared me as a kid? Oh, yeah, but, yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, um, Brighton and Maggie are like, I'm surprised dad's letting her be in this fashion show. You know, he doesn't ever want to talk about mom. 
And then Fran's like, what was she like? And Brighton and Maggie are kind of reminiscing, you know, and Gracie gets visibly upset. She's like, I don't want to talk about this. You know, it was, it was sweet how, you know, Brighton and Maggie, you can tell just like really enjoyed talking about her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they really don't talk about her. I mean, I remember like just watching the rest of the series. They do not mention her. The only time we do see Sarah again is when Fran, uh, Fran and Maxwell are going to get married. Yep. Remember that? And she says, yep. it's okay. You you know, you're happy. She, the kids love her. Yeah. She even said, you know, I, I sent her to you or whatever. Aww. Like I, yeah. That made me and then, she, <laughs> and then he, well, I'll cheer you up with a joke where, okay. where Maxwell was like, well, um, how, what about, didn't you hear her speak? <laughs> she was like, I thought she had a cold that day. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll get into as the episode progresses kind of how, how truly Fran, the, the positive effect she had on all of them um, from the start. Yeah. Right? I mean, just like the first episode, they just, yeah. She, you know, she turned their world upside down. I mean, you know, like Maggie, Maggie, if you look at her in the pilot to even this episode, that is not, you know, people, some people consider that like a character goof or a continuity error. No, it is not. That's just because Fran had that effect on her. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. looks totally different. Mm-hmm. And it's more, just more, more confident and, you know, just happier. Right. Um, so then the next scene, Fran and Gracie are uh, schmoo- schmoozing. <laughs> with the contestants so what do we do first well let's psych out the competition come on let's kick some country club butt uh oh don't look now Breck girl at 9 o'clock and no more cheers babe bringing up the rear oh they're making the first move act confident chest out it is you hello hi I'm Fran and this is Gracie I'm Bobby Joe, and this is my daughter, Betty Joe. Oh, how are things in Petticoat Junction? <laughs> so, is this your first beauty pageant? Hardly. Yours? Oh, afraid not. Miss Sunbelt, 1982. 83, Miss Manny Moe and Jack. 84, Miss Leon County. 85, Miss Union Turnpike. 87, finalist Miss Universe. Oh, nothing in 86, huh? <laughs> Good luck. Thanks. You'll need it. Uh, so, Petticoat Junction, do you, did you ever watch that show? Uh, no. Yeah, me either. I had to look it up a little bit because I was like, what the hell are they talking about? Um, basically, everybody on that show was a Bobby or a Betty Joe or a Billy Joe. Like that was all the names on the show. And they said that their name were, were Betty Joe and Bobby Joe, I think, were the mother and the daughter that we just met. Okay. So that's where that comes from. And they talk about Jeff Galuli. Do you know who Jeff Galuli is? I, I know I know I've heard of him, but yeah, you'll have to refresh my memory. He was Tanya Harding's husband. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> who uh, you know. And wow, very topical for 94. This is like, this must have been like right after it happened. Yeah, it was like the Winter yeah. Olympics in 94. Yep. 
Yeah, uh-huh. right. Well, this they must have just inserted this in at the. Well, still, they would have filmed they this like filmed in this March. Movie. Right, right, right. Yeah, this was right, like right inserted in. I, I like that joke. That was funny. It took me a second to remember who that was, and I looked it up and I laughed because she was talking about, oh, wh- where's Jeff Galuli when you need him or something. It was it was a cute joke. Um, Tanya Harding, that whole fiasco was probably one of my earliest memories of like a news event. Crazy. One one of them. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, then I put that Fran is wearing a dress that has, did you see her dress? It has cartoon drawings of UFOs and aliens on it. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. I couldn't, my, my TV is kind of small. I couldn't quite it see it. It looked like Marvin the Martian. It wasn't, but it looked <laughs> like it. That was funny. Uh, she wears the craziest outfits, man. Like she really does. I love them. Oh yeah. They're crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Fran goes over and flirts with the judge. <laughs> And we get this scene. Hi. Hi. I hate beauty pageants, don't you? I'm not supposed to talk to anyone. Why? I just want to be your friend. Your mom's real pretty. Thanks, but she's not my mom. She's my nanny. See ya. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, if nothing else, we've got a lock on Miss Congeniality. I'm telling you, this woman should not be allowed to compete in the pageant. She's a fake. I'm a fake. But she who is without silicone cast the first stone. Listen, you are not this child's mother. You're her nanny. Yeah, so? Well, this is a mother-daughter pageant. Well, we're very close. (laughs) So what if she's not my mother? What's the difference? It's against the rules. I don't have a mother. She died. Oh, boy, you will stop at nothing. Don't ever go out for cheerleader. (laughs) Famous last words in all beauty pageants are, I just want to be your friend. Oh, my gosh, right? Run, run. One reason I really wanted to do this episode was explain this reference, which goes over everyone's heads, it seems, including the uh, Oh, Mr. Sheffield podcast. Hey, Sean and Toria, hope you're listening. <laughs> uh, they, so what this is, so after uh, Fran and Gracie get confronted by the, uh, by the, the kind of arrogant three-time winner yeah. and her daughter about you know, like, oh, you're not, you're not her mother. You're there. You're her nanny. That's against the rules. And then Gracie, uh, you know, I don't have a mother. She's dead. And, you know, walks away. And then Fran says, you will stop at nothing. And then points to the girl. Don't ever go out for cheerleader. (laughs) What this is a reference to, uh, there is a woman named Wanda Holloway. She was a Texas housewife in the early 90s who uh, was convicted of ordering a hit on her daughter's best friend's mother to try to uh, prevent the daughter, or the, prevent her daughter's best friend from getting on the junior high cheerleading squad so her daughter would have a greater chance. Oh, my God. Yep. Only in the 90s. Junior high, not even high school. Right. right. (laughs) Yes. I'm like, holy crap. I mean, I mean, people in Texas are competitive with sports, but come on. I mean, um, yeah, there was, I would highly recommend if you can find it. It's not on HBO Max yet. It's an HBO movie. Um, 
There's a movie, Houses for a Title, The Positively True Adventures of the Alleged Texas Cheerleading Cheerleader Murdering Mother or Mom. Yeah. Um, it has uh, Holly Hunter playing Wanda Holloway. She actually won an Emmy. I love Holly for Hunter. The role. It's it's a really, it's a really good movie. It's kind of like it is a similar feel and um to the movie election, if you've ever seen that yes. movie, yes, it has a similar feel to it, and it has the uh, the character was it Tracy or Lisa from Election that played um, um, Lisa, that was the the girlfriend to. Why am I blanking on names? And I love this movie. Uh, the girlfriend of the of the um, to, to Tammy, the girlfriend to Tammy. Tammy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, R R I P to that actress. By the way, oh. she died not too long ago. Um. But yeah, it, it's similar, and she is in it. Actually, does play she plays the daughter, the daughter of the the one that Holly Hunter wanted to murder her mother. Um, who's so she also a cheerleader in that movie too. Now, when did this um happen? Uh, probably around that time. I want to say ninety one, ninety two. I got it here in nineteen ninety one is when it happened. Yep, that really is a very obscure reference if you think about it. It is, and I think. I mean, it got a decent laugh, so I assume they must have been deliberately referencing that. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you for explaining that. I, you know, I never really, it always went over my head. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, for uh, Wanda Holloway, if you want to know what happened, uh, she was she was sentenced uh, to 15 years in prison for solicitation of capital murder. Uh, she was released on March 1st, 1997, after serving just six months of her sentence. The judge ordered her to serve the remaining years on probation and to complete 1,000 hours of community service. So she she didn't kill her. She tried. No. No. Yep. Yep. Wow. That's yeah. a crazy story. I'm going to have to watch that movie now. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it's wild. It's just like what? My God. What? <laughs> what some, some parents will do. Like, see, like seriously, you know, as a mother don't be that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's pretty jacked up that they, you know, they want to exclude her from the pageant just because it's, you know, a lot of kids don't have mothers. Yeah. You know? We've seen this on a lot of shows, Stephanie on full house. She didn't have a mother, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty messed up. Yeah, it is. And of course that's going to hurt Gracie. She's not going to want to do it anymore, you know, and mm-hmm. I don't blame her. Uh, <laughs> this is random. Maxwell catches Niles juggling oranges. <laughs> right. What the hell? That was so weird. And Niles denies it, of course. He's like, no, you didn't see me doing that. And he thinks that Cece's being insensitive about his feelings for Sarah because, you know, Cece's a bitch. And, uh, you know, of course, she's like, you know, you don't need to think about your wife. You know, she she's very insensitive. Yeah. Very. She, she, she's, a, she's just a pretty... A pretty terrible person. She she, really she comes about later on towards the end of the show, but it's just like my God, just like just as as Fran said after um after she and Maxwell were married, spoiler alerts if we get to this, where she's like, you know, Fran was like, you know, don't you think you're gonna, you know, you're kind of presumptuous to be here with his wife and when his wife is present and then Cece's like, well, it's going to be hard, pretty hard considering she's dead. And she's like, Oh yeah, you met you. And then Fran's like, aren't you going to go out and just get a life, meet people, make friends date. <laughs> There's a lot of good uh, put downs or whatever you want to call it for Fran and, uh, and Cece. There's some the good- best one. The best one Niles did the, uh, you have no power here. Be gone before someone drops a house. On I you. have that in my notes. Yeah. 
But before that, Boom. did you did you hear the uh, Clinton Whitewater joke? Yeah, yeah. And that was so whitewater rafting. That was just whitewater. Yeah, I thought that maybe something happened on a whitewater rafting trip to the Clinton. I know a decent amount of that family. I'm like, I don't I don't never heard about that. You right. know, so well, I, I had to look okay. it up because I was very curious. There's a lot of obscure things in this episode for sure. It just was it just said I just typed in Clinton's, you know, Clinton's whitewater rafting, and it just says white it just comes up with whitewater, the whitewater scandal. There we go. So that was all it was, but like Niles kind of thing, like she's she's so insensitive, you know, she would take she she invited the Clintons for a whitewater rafting trip. Oh, I guess because it would like remind them of white. OK, OK. I all right. I, it, yeah. It, it I, kind of felt flat. Kind of a stretch. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember yeah. when Roger Clinton was their neighbor? Yes. I just remembered that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, OK, so then the what you just said about Ni- uh, dropping a house on her, the Wizard of Oz joke. Yeah. Uh, CC walks in slipping on an orange, <laughs> and I guess that's why he, he he planned it. He planned to you know ha- have her slip on that. She slips a lot. Like my favorite joke, one of my favorite jokes ever in the series is where Niles is like, I couldn't resist this, you know, upholstery spray. Unwanted dirt just slides right off, and then immediately she. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> that's just great. It's uh, so funny. Good for Lauren Lauren Lane for being such a good sport with She's this. So funny. She's so funny. It, it's always she she always it amazes me that she never really did anything else significant outside of the nanny. She she shot a pilot for some show like right after the nanny, but it didn't get picked up. And now she's um is a like a, a theater professor in Texas, I believe. Oh wow. Well, a lot yeah. of the people in the nanny didn't go on to do anything else. No, no. Um, other than like Fran Drescher and like, and I guess Madeline Zima to a bit lesser, but she's done a lot. Um, so Fran comes home and basically tells, you know, Maxwell that everything went downhill at the pageant, you know, because they're not, she's not her mother and she got made fun of for that. And then we have this really cute scene of Maxwell talking to Gracie. Gracie. <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was really sweet. Um, it was. Yeah, it was. And you do not see this a lot with his children. Sweetheart, I do understand how you feel. All those other girls with their mummies just reminded you how much you miss yours. But that's what's wrong. I don't miss her. You don't? No, I, I don't remember her. Oh. Oh, Gracie. Oh, come here. Brighton and Maggie do, but I can't. Is that bad? Oh, no, of course not, sweetheart. They're older than you. How come you never talk about her? Well, because sometimes it's very difficult for Daddy. Oh, you can't remember either? (laughs) Oh, no, sweetheart. I remember everything. I, I remember the first time I saw her. I remember her sweetness and her laugh and... I especially remember how much she loved you. She did? Oh, more than anything. And I should never have let you forget that. I was just trying to protect you. And I suppose myself. Can you forgive me? It's okay, Daddy. (laughs) Well, 
At least now, you two can remember her together. You just don't. He does not no. really spend a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with his kids. That's why they needed a nanny, I guess. I guess so. It always uh, reminds me of um, uh, Sound of Music. Always reminds me of Sound of Music. I love all the, the references they have in this show of Sound of Music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then I have, I have here, how old was Gracie when her mother died? So I think we're just going to say that she was two years old. Uh, yeah. Maybe three. Yeah, two, two to three. Yeah, because she doesn't remember her, but Brighton and Maggie do. Um, but then, you know, at the end, she says she does remember her. So I don't know. <laughs> um, Gracie asked Maxwell, you know, do you think mommy would want me to be in the pageant? And that was cute. And he, she, he says, I think mommy wants you to would want you to do whatever you want to do. So Gracie mm -hmm. decides to be in the pageant and kick some country club butt. <laughs> and then they do a cute little puppet show. They were going to do the magic show, but they decided not to because I think Fran said, nope, you're not getting me back in that box. <laughs> right. So they do a puppet show and uh, I was trying to describe how this, how this works. They are, they hanging upside down. I think so. Were you trying to figure it out too? Yeah. I not figure it out because they're, they're moving their mouths, but they have, but they look like they're upside down. Anything you can do. I can do better is a song they sing by Ethel Merman. And it's it was from uh, Annie, get your gun. Oh, right? that's what it's from. Annie, get your gun. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, I'm looking. Yeah. Just to make, yeah, it's around to get your gun. Yeah. So it was really cute and everybody loved them, you know, and I loved how when Fran and Gracie come out to take a bow, they're both wearing leopard, leopard outfits, matching leopard outfits. Adorable. Mm -hmm. and then they go backstage. So I take off their makeup and we get this scene. You too. You were great out there, girl. Oh, thanks. The judges really appreciate it, class. Uh, <laughs> what are you doing here? Well, I came to pick up my Hi, sweetie. Oh. oh! Come on, baby. We're up next. Good luck. Bye. Like she needs luck. She's a professional. Don't these contests have rules? They don't have rules for us. Oh, whose side do you want anyway? <laughs> Run it, huh? Running cold, I was running into overload. It was extreme. Well, that's when the wise pull tables for turn. Never knew I had such a lesson to learn. I'm feeling good from my head to my shoes. Right. It's kind of random that she just shows up at a country club. Yeah, it really uh Right? Yeah, and and it's really it's amazing, you know, they were able to get like guest stars like her on the first season. The first season. Yeah. I mean, they have had some, Okay, let's talk about the guest stars on the show. They've had some good Oh, they they yeah, amazing. Elton John. Right. Cher. Elizabeth Taylor. Elizabeth Taylor. Oh my gosh. Like Huge stars. Who, who Surprisingly, not uh, Barbara Streisand. Oh my God! Yeah, that. 
like, and it was not, it was not for a lack of trying. Right. Right. Yeah. They, they tried many times. I like to think that, and she, she said supposedly that, um, the nanny helped to like keep her career going in the nineties, according to her. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, I like to, I, I hope that if they, if they do do a nanny re- revival uh-huh. that Streisand will make an appearance. I think she would these days. Cause you know, her career isn't like what it used to be. Right. I have them here. Bette Midler, Ray Charles yep. married. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Cloris Leachman. I don't remember who she played. Did she play Maxwell's mother? No, she was uh, the the their, the or Maxwell's former nanny. Oh, right, right, right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Rita Moreno, uh, Patty Labelle, Bob Barker. I don't remember him on there. Do you remember? He must have had it been really brief. Yeah. I guess he was. I guess Donald Trump was on there. Chevy Chase. Yep. Chevy Chase. Oh, C- Celine Dion. <gasps> yes, yep. in her yep. prime. Yes. Man. Joan Collins. I remember Joan Collins. That was cool. Mm-hmm. That was the episode where uh, they made fun of Dynasty. That was so funny. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyways, I just put it's kind of random. But what happens is um, Patty LaBelle's daughter and her are in the fashion show in the, the mother daughter pageant. And Patty and her daughter go out and sing uh, New Attitude. The song New Attitude. And of course they win. You know. Which it's like no, the, the the puppet show was way better. Oh yeah, well yeah, well, it took way more effort. They shouldn't have, you know, celebrities on in the talent show in the. No, that's not fair. No. And then Fran says something like, "That's not fair." They broke the rules, and and <laughs> Gracie says, "So did we." <laughs> I mean, true. Kind of did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I put Gracie and Fran were first runner up, and Gracie refuses to take off her sash. I thought that was really cute. She was mm. so proud of it. Oh, and then the tears come. <laughs> Fran and the family are watching home movies uh, from her, the one that she's going to give, you know, her mom, Sylvia. And Maxwell comes in with his own video. Mm-hmm. Clip. And I love the, I, I believe those home videos were actually of Fran Drescher and her family. Yeah, it looked like it looked like it for sure. Yeah, I loved where she's like, you're running fast. Oh, there must have been a sale. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> It's a special Mother's Day gift for all of us. Watch it carefully. Here he comes. (laughs) Boy, I was a real jerk back then. Sorry, man. (laughs) Move it or lose it. Uh, I did my best. (laughs) Ah, Mr. Sheffield, your first flop. We worked on that spontaneous wave for hours. Great, see, that's you, Angel. Oh, there's Mom. Sorry, and then we have um, it just shows a little clip of Brighton and Maggie playing outside, and then uh, I think they're playing tennis. 
Yeah. Yeah, they're playing tennis, and then it shows Gracie like a two year as a two. I think I think they're playing badminton. Actually. Badminton, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And uh, it shows Sarah and Gracie and Sarah hugging and kissing. It was really really sweet. And the kids are just watching. They don't say a word. They just watch with tears in their eyes. And then mm-hmm. Gracie, the last line of the episode, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Did you also notice that Fran like kind of reached for Maxwell's like arm? Yes. That was yep. so sweet. Mm-hmm. Oh, my just, God. So, just so affectionate and natural. Oh, um, love it. Yeah. And it reminded me of a full house with a goodbye, Mr. Bear. The oh, end of that yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the end of that episode. Um, it's really sweet. It shows you, you know, Fran, honestly, you can tell that Gracie, it was such a huge boost of confidence that she did this pageant, you know, mm-hmm. and it was such a relief that she was able to talk to Maxwell about her mother because she probably was feeling so guilty because she couldn't remember her, which is what that clip was, by the way. I forgot to mention that. The clip was that yep. she couldn't remember her, their, her mother. And also a great, great casting for Sarah because she looked like all three of their mothers. Yeah, she does. Mother. Definitely. Yeah, great, great Especially casting. when Gracie was a little baby. They looked exactly mm-hmm. alike. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a sweet scene. It is. Oh. You know, and uh-huh. so... I don't know if you know this, but according to Wikipedia, the nanny in its first season performed poorly and was almost canceled. One of the executives at NBC would say in meetings, stick by the nanny. It's something special. It sure was. So when it, you know, and I'm glad it wasn't obviously, but had this been the last episode, it would have ended on a really strong note. Yeah, this was not the last one. The, the last one's one of my favorites. Uh, the one where, uh, what's it called? Fran, Franny's Choice? Isn't that the- No, that, that, was, that was the second to last one, I believe. Well, oh. are we going by the official ones or by HBO Max? Because don't go HBO by HBO Max. Max. Don't go by HBO Max. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they're, they're notoriously wrong, especially with the nanny. They, um, uh, Sean and Tori mention it on their podcast how like they're all out of whack uh on wikipedia yep i don't remember mama's the 22nd episode of franny's choice is the 21st so this is the last episode of the season yep oh wow mm-hmm. you're right you're right look at that wow so fran had just chosen to stay with the family and then this mm-hmm. episode happened and that that's an emotional episode too i love that episode yeah I don't know. The part that always gets me on that episode is where, where Fran is like, you know, where Fran is like realizing, you know, Danny's not so great. And she's like, was he always this stupid? Yeah. And then when, when Niles says really softly, maybe you've gotten a little smarter. Aww. I just, I, I, I love, it's just like a sweet, it's true and it's sweet. And they're, they're, their friendship was just that the, the chemistry of this cast was just great. Yeah, it was. It just, it was, it was like lightning in a bottle. It doesn't happen on every production, but it really did. And, and the children, you know, the kids, she had something, she had a bond with all three of those kids. Mm-hmm. You know? And I didn't realize that uh, the character of Maggie was inserted in the last minute to the show. Neither did I. There was almost going to be just two kids, but they wanted an older uh, child perspective too. Wow, huh? Crazy. Don't yeah, some stuff today. 
Um, yeah, Franny's Choice, I'll have to do that one too because I really like that episode. I thought there was some really funny lines in that one. Like that's where mm-hmm. it kind of, I think that's where it hit a stride for me. Yeah. Season two was hilarious too. You know, where, where Maxwell starts dating the, the Fran lookalike. That was so funny. Remember that? One? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's so many. We could talk about them all night. But um, okay. Um, so that's the end of that one. Um, I think you and I talked about doing a Golden Girls episode very soon. Yeah. Um, the uh, Libertine Bell. Libertine Bell. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm, I am excited for that. Me too. I've heard a lot of people do it on their podcast, but I've always wanted to do it on mine. So <laughs> I have never, and I have not listened to a Golden Girls podcast. Oh. There's a lot of them. There's tons. There's one called Out on the Lanai. That's really I've cool. heard of that one. Yeah. There's a lot of Golden Girls podcasts out there. You know, I first started my podcast with the Golden Girls episode, the Christmas one. So it's uh, near and dear to my heart. That's for sure. And tell us about uh, your podcast. I know it's not going anymore, but people can go back and listen to it still. So go ahead and yeah. plug that here. So I had a po- I had a podcast lasted about a year. The Fighting Films podcast. Uh, me and two of my friends uh, did it, where we uh, talked about we would compare two movies that were similar in one way, shape, or form, and just kind of compare and contrast them. It's it's a lot of fun. Our episodes are really long. I'm just warning you. So. <laughs> If you're going on a long road trip, they're they're ripe for that. Well, you're talking about movies. Movies yep. are long, you know. Yeah. That's that's how it, that's why I just chose not to do movies, but I like to listen to them. <laughs> I like to listen to podcasts about them. Um, I've listened to it, guys. That's really good. There you have a lot of good, like uh, Home Alone One versus Home Alone Two, Rocky Horror Picture Show versus Little Shop of Horrors. Which those are hard. Those are hard to choose. I would probably choose Little Shop of Horrors though. Mm. I like the music better in that. Yeah. Tough one though. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So go ahead and you guys go ahead and check his podcast out. I'm going to put a link up on my Facebook page. You can follow me at when TV was great podcast on Facebook and make sure to go leave me a review. And thank you so much, Stefan, for joining me on the nanny episode tonight. Happy mother's day, everybody.